of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 489. Jason Lindgren is with me. And for the first time, Sherry Edwards. She spells her name S-H-A-R-R-Y Edwards, Sherry Edwards. Um, This one's going to be near and dear to my heart. Uh, It's an audio tool that analyzes basically voice. And we'll get into it. But as I understand it now, you can do things like health. It can uh, pick up health indicators. Uh, It can maybe pick up when people are not telling the truth based on an audio recording of their voice. But we'll cover all these things. Welcome, Jason. And good morning. Uh, Welcome, Sherry. It's nice to have you. Great to be here. Can you tell folks a little bit about yourself and offer any contact or website information that you would like to? The most consistent thing uh, about me personally is that I'm a mutant. My ears are mutated so they can hear sounds from people. And I hear different things when people speak. I took a course in my undergraduate degree in interpersonal communication. It was about persuasion. And I could tell who was telling the truth and who wasn't. So I wrote a computer program for that to prove what I was saying or what I was hearing. And the whole thing has just exploded from there. It started with who's telling the truth. And then we noticed that we could tell what was going on with people with their with their blood and their uh, fatigue and whatever. So it's just kind of, um, I've been trying to catch up with the idea for a long time, about 25, 30 years. And it has become something that I think is really important for history. And I'm just here along for the ride. Okay. So for everybody listening, we will post in the top comments, a website link. There is an audio tool that you can download for free where you can record your voice and analyze it. We'll put up some Vimeo links, which kind of instruct you, although it's pretty intuitive. So that is quite interesting, Sherry. You actually have the ability to hear the ring of truth. I think most times in society, like parents kind of have that ability with their children. But what you're saying is you really can hear the ring of truth when you're just speaking to anyone in general. Uh, Yes, I love that idea, ring of truth. And we knew that it has died out in the general population. People don't use it. They don't trust it. So we created the computer program to uh, show what's really going on in the world. Like we were just called in on the Brieger case out in Arizona, where she was saying all these people that were involved in the mafia and they had proof and they wanted to know if she's telling the truth. And she is. But we get called in on legal cases of people who are they want to know if they're guilty or are not guilty. And more than that, they want to know how to approach this person so that they can uh, dig in where they know the truth is. So basically, you're being called in and you guys, I mean, are you doing this in person? Are you just listening or are you recording the voice and using the software you developed? They usually send me a recording and they want to know what's going on with that. You can take it directly off of a video on the computer, but you have to be careful with it. It's the idea that we are frequency and our voice expresses the frequency of who we are. So everything is frequency. You talked about cymatics and Peter Guy Manor's work. That shows that frequency creates matter. 
And it's the same kind of thing with us. If you're looking at the recurrent laryngeal nerve, which controls our vocal cords, everything that happens to us is a frequency. And our voice expresses that. Well, I mean, you've got me lock, stock, and barrel. I've done so many episodes. I'm guessing you're probably familiar with the work of Dr. Emoto, who demonstrated that you could embed basically intent, for lack of a better descriptive way to say this, into water. And you also mentioned the reason that I fell in love with cymatics is there's a vibration and magically there are now methods we can watch form actually being created. So you've taken this kind of a few steps further because you can apply it to truth telling, you can apply it to medical issues. But I've got to ask you when, you know, when you were younger and you realized you had this ability, when you're talking with someone or you're in a group and how, what, what is it like for you? How do you hear the ring of truth? Or maybe that's the wrong way. How, how do you hear the absence of truth? What is it that you experience? Can you describe it? Well, when people are telling the truth, they have frequencies in their voice that vibrate. And when they're not telling the truth, the jitter in their voice, the frequency patterns uh, become quiet. So it's like hearing something with no harmonics. And then you can tell they're not telling the truth. Almost like a whisper, like they're like subconsciously, they're trying to hide that they're telling a lie by being more quiet. I think it is, yes, they're trying to hide pieces of their voice. But think about us as a microcosm. Here's the all the planets moving around and making a sound and making an octave and creating all this frequency. And I think lower and lower octaves created us as humans. Think of your brain as a central processing unit and everything that happens to you happens with frequencies on all this neural network. And we've just found a way to tap in through the voice. Now you can tap in through the ear and John Hopkins University has done that, but we tapped into the voice because it's so much easier. And I think it is a talent that we forgot. And we're just trying to bring it back because truth is incredibly important to the world. This reminds me of what the police do sometimes when they're doing their uh, interrogations. Yes. Some of them seem to be able to dial in to what's going on. Yes, we were called in on the Jerry Sandusky case, and we were able to tell the word he was using. He had a split in his vocal print, and that's something we can teach people. But the word horseplay was really important. That's where all the jitter dropped out of his voice, so you could tell that was the component that he was trying to overlook or come to terms with. And he was at Penn State and was accused of sexually molesting young boys. And if you look at his vocal print, he really had it in his mind that horseplay, having sex with kids in the locker room, was just something you do. And it was just horseplay. But sex with your wife is very, very different. And he didn't have the two components of that together. And you could see it in his vocal print. So it's likely that he was molested when he was a kid. He was found guilty. But um, we have a book called The Biggest Liars. And he's one of the people in there where we use this as a textbook because we're giving people a way 
the software because we think there's two really big components that need to be brought out right now for the good of the planet. And so you can see all of these different examples and how to interpret people's vocal print. So I want to run a couple things by you that I have said quite often on this podcast. One of them is I have told people that everybody has the ability to hear the ring of truth. And I use that word specifically. The way I try to describe how I experience it is within just a few syllables, um, I describe it as the bell is cracked. The bell is not ringing true. Do you think that's an effective way to describe a ability that I think most of us have that we just don't use or that we've forgotten we have? Do you think that's an apt way to talk about this? Absolutely. And I think it's not its not that they don't hear it. It's that they don't trust it because you can say something to somebody and they totally deny it. Look at what's happening with January 6th. Look at what's happening with Corona. People are up there denying it. They're trying to gaslight the public and say, that's not what you hear. That's not what you believe. You can't believe this. And they're just trying to drown us in this idea that we don't trust what we're hearing. So do you feel like what you've invented, the tool that people are going to that are listening here are going to be able to download? Do you feel like there's wide acceptance for this? I'll just call it technology. Do you feel like it's catching on and becoming useful? I don't know that it's widely accepted, but I'll give you an example. In 2019, in December of 2019, we announced that we had looked at coronavirus, COVID, by frequency. And by frequency, it was man-made. It was not a nature-made pathogen. Now, if they'd listen to us, look at the years of, I can't even describe it, the years of uh, death and destruction that has been played out through the world. We can prove mathematically that COVID was created in a way that has to be, it was done in a lab. And look, years later, they're just now catching up. If they'd have listened to us in the first place, they could have saved a lot of grief. We've spent a lot of time trying to demonstrate that what we call covidius minimus here, to poke it in the eye as we speak about it, is a man-made idea. But let's take it a step further. Do you feel like the tool that you've created, if someone recorded their voice, do you feel like you'd be able to detect if they had been inoculated? Yes. I'll give you some good examples. There's two kinds of software that I created. One, a short version, two or three paragraphs, and that's available free on the soundhealthportal.com so people can go check their voices. And we have written several articles about this from the beginning. Spike proteins, giving people the frequencies to undo these spike proteins. We have looked at cellular inflammation and what the COVID is causing. We've been able to look at, this is not out in the public yet, but one of the big things that is damaging is people to be able to use blood uh, glucose. And that'll come out because people volunteer their vocal print to us on the site, and we can take people from different areas and compare them. What are their symptoms? What is going on? And we ask them if they're vaccinated or not, but you can usually tell because we have something also called subsequent factors. 
and it's about 15 databases in one and it talks about what's going on with your heart your thyroid your vitamins your muscles your aging and it's all in there and they can get that evaluation for free you know i can imagine in not too distant a future the power of the tools that we're talking about here now when i looked at some of the review videos that you had sent us on vimeo it looked to me like the way you're breaking down the visualization and the tables after the voice has been analyzed you're using a musical scale is that correct well for the little nano voice ones yes but for the uh, ones that deal with health we're using a spectral analysis so if you look at the time domain which is the one we're giving away if you say how now brown cow that gives you four hits and it lays it down in octaves and in notes and there's all this interpretation charts and data that you can look at to tell what's going on but if we want to look at uh, the frequencies inside people's bodies by way of how their brain is working if you said how now brown cow it would sound like whoop. it's all put together and it takes many more samples so there's a lot more samples going on in looking at your health than in looking at the nano voice which looks at whether or not you're telling the truth where you're coming from are you scattered are you weird are you a nutball are you a truth teller so there's a lot of interpretation and we give you all of that information in the videos that show you how to interpret any of this. How important is the truth in our day and age? Look at how we're being manipulated, absolutely manipulated. People standing up there saying Russian disinformation, Corona disinformation. With this program that we're giving people, they can tell almost immediately if that person is telling the truth. What would happen if everybody had to tell the truth? Yeah, there's been whole Hollywood movies made on that strange idea. <laughs> what would happen if everyone told the truth? But so you must have tons of voice samples by now that to you have indicated someone's being false or not telling the truth. Is there a, are there like in the micro version, I noticed using AF, you know, typical musical ideas. Is there a typical notes that indicate that there's a lie or does it vary from person to person? It is how the information is laid down on a grid and it's very logical. If the voice is all scattered all over this grid, which has 12 notes and six octaves, then they are not together as a person. It's very literal where your voice lays down on this grid. If it's totally separated, like we just did a person that their voice was totally separated it means there was two personalities going on that weren't united in this person. So it's how it's laid down on the grid. It's an immediate picture. Here's left brain. Here's right brain. Here's control issues. Here's emotions. Here's omnipotence. Here's fantasy. Here's naivete. So almost an instant glance can tell you where somebody's coming from. And I think we need that. We're being lied to so much. And that's how you keep people crazy. You start giving them evidence and then telling them the evidence is not true and what they see is not true. These people are saying the border is secure and there's nothing going on at the border, but you can see that there is. That causes cognitive dissonance. 
and keeps people in turmoil so they can't fight back. It's a great way to do an experiment and drive your experimental uh, people crazy because they can't believe their own perceptions. And that's what's happening in the United States. It's criminal. Right. It's happening all over the world. Actually, at this point, we've done so many episodes on what we call social engineering to show exactly what you're talking about. It is one of the most basic methods uh, for social control where you give people a rest, then you have crisis, then you give them a rest, then you have crisis. And there's even a scale of how you ramp up the crisis to be worse and worse and worse, which is demonstrated in our recent history through money crises like the housing crisis in 08 trumped the previous crisis. And now what's happened has trumped everything. But Jason, uh, we were getting into the musical ideas. Do you, do you want to jump in here? Well, the one thing I was thinking of just a moment ago is this sounds like something that uh, major corporations or even governments would, I would think, want to get their hands on. Have you had any interaction with any of those kinds of entities? Yes, they're already using it. When they say to you on the phone, this is being recorded for quality purposes, they are testing your voice. Are you patient? Are you impatient? What kind of person do we need to send you to that can control this uh, phone call to our company? They're already using it. Uh, MIT is using it. Uh, Mayo Clinic is using it. Carnegie Mellon is using it. And they've actually patented the work. They've patented my work. And I've uh, said to them, if you gouge people with this, I'm going to give it all away. And you'll not make a penny. And that's exactly what's happening. We sell this program that we're giving away to your audience. But we can't do that anymore because people are being manipulated. And I'm keeping my word. I'm going to give it all away so these companies can't come back and manipulate people. They're asking for our help and at the same time stealing the information, patenting the information. I can prove we started this in the early 80s. So a patent is just a piece of paper uh, in a lawsuit. And my way of fighting it, because I don't want to pay lawyers, they're already in 200 and some thousand dollars into lawyers trying to fight them taking this. I said, I'm just giving it away to the people. That's my way that I can fight back. You know, as you begin to think about this, everybody has a cell phone now. Everybody knows that nearly all data that goes through the airwaves is collected uh, with technologies like we're talking about. Can you imagine the profiles and the dossiers that have been put together on everybody? And as we push forward to their attempt to put us on social ratings, you can imagine how all this would, would come together. But do you feel like you were one of the first people to put this technology on the map, or are there are others who have done similar things? I think there are some people who worked with frequency, but not necessarily with the sounds of the voice. Um, when you look at John Hopkins University, they put a really thin microphone in the ear, and from the sounds in the ear, the autoacoustic emissions, they can tell. What's going on with that animal? And there's other universities using animal bioacoustics. They can tell from a bird's song where it's from or what's going on with it. So, yes, it's been out there, but I don't, I'm concentrating on getting this 
to the people to help themselves. The idea of self-help. And almost everybody that has come after me are charging people large amounts of money for this idea of helping them know what's really going on. So I think I was the first to look at it in terms of truth and in terms of what's going on with people's health. And my encouragement is that everybody learn to do this on their own. We're so busy, I can't hardly keep up. And that's why on one of our sites, soundhealthoptions.com, we give away software and we give away a class so people can at least go see what nutrients they need and what muscles might be in stress. So giving this away to the public, it takes a few hours to learn to do it, interpret it. We give away the textbooks. This is for the people. This is our future. When China decides to limit insulin and medication, we can come in and give you medication by sound. The people deserve to know that. Well, that's based on the idea of what I say is absolutely true, that cymatics proves that all form is based on basically frequency or a form of vibration. And we've had people on who have been doing things like collecting what is the vibratory rate of a human liver and things like this. And we're starting to catch on. There's another guy we have on quite frequently named Fortune uh, who makes remedies that are also based on this idea partially of vibration. But I've got to ask, is there any, do you feel like there's any fallibility? So as I'm reasoning through what I think will happen, because a lot of people will listen to this and which means probably a lot of people will download the software. Is there any fallibility? Say there's, you know, some public figure or even just a podcaster where people go collect the audio recording because that's what people do now and they run it through and then make accusations against a person. Is there any fallibility there? There probably is. It depends on uh, if you want to see this as a good or a bad piece of information. You can look at somebody's vocal print and tell a lot, but it's not absolute because People in jail can beat this. We have thousands of vocal prints, but if somebody really wants to beat it and they know how, they can. Think of, um, oh, the guy that committed suicide. He's a really good actor. Mark. Oh, Robin Williams. Oh, Robin Williams. Yes. He can fool this because he can change his being to the character. But not a lot of people are that good and able to do it. And you can see outside of it. But we use two or three vocal prints and add them together and look at what's missing and what's there, what's not connected. So, yes, there can be mistakes and people can beat it. So have you found cases where the voice recording indicates that someone is not being truthful, but the person themselves don't even think that they've been untruthful. In other words, you detect a lie, but the person who told the lie doesn't have any conscious acknowledgement that a lie was told. Oh, well, they have to have something invested. If we are going to talk about lies, you can't just talk about the first car you had or what clothes you're wearing. You have to have something emotionally invested. So it's a matter of questioning also and what people are saying. So it's topic specific. And you can, you can see by what's scattering. There's a couple of people in the news very recently 
that they tried to beat what's going on, but it didn't happen. Their voice told on them. You can lie with your words, but the sounds of your voice is what we look at. And there's a person called Emily, I think it's Coors. She's the foreperson for the Atlanta-based grand jury. She's trying to say she's doing this because she hopes something will happen out of it. And that's not the truth at all. She's trying to set up a, something very manipulative. And you can see it by her vocal print. And I can send that to you so good poster for your people. The other person was that woman that ran for the disinformation Nina Jankowitz, maybe? Yep. Yep. She's trying to say she's doing this because she wants everybody to tell the truth. Not, not true at all. She's incredibly manipulative and scattered. And you can see it literally in her voice that she's all over the grid. Maybe she has two pieces of information in minus two and three pieces in A. And I mean, it's just scattered all over. And that's why we wrote the book, The Biggest Liar, as a textbook for people to learn a uh, visualization of what the graph actually looks like. But there is a problem with the computer program. It only works on PC. If you want it to work on uh, Mac, go to the site Sound Health Portal, and you can use it free using a Mac right on the front of that website. So it's a web-based, the, the, the version that works for Mac is web-based. Yes. Okay. Jason, you sound like you're about to say something there. Well, as much as this sounds like a joke, you would think politicians are terrified of this technology. You would yes. think. <laughs> yes. We told them two years ago that Schumer was lying about this Russian hoax thing. And now they just now confronted it with him, kicked him off the committee. We could have told them that years ago. And we, we just did something on uh, Biden and was able to look at medication in his chart. I can't remember the name of it, but it's an herbal medication for dementia. And you can see that in his vocal print. Let me see if I could find it here. Well, that's incredible. As, as I'm working my way through this and trying to put a frame around it, knowing that probably if I had to take a stab at what's the most important technology that's kind of been put on the back burner, I would call it cymatics. But what I'm saying is basically the knowledge that everything, all matter, is basically a vibratory form. And to consider the idea that like when a president talks, you can deduce what kinds of drugs he might be on, particularly someone like that who looks like he's a walking zombie anyhow, you'd wonder what kind of drugs he might be on. I suspected that they were pumping him up in some way just to keep him going. You almost wonder if these people are all MK Ultra subjects. I mean, it's kind of that bad. But part of the issue here is to have the tools to definitively prove people are not being honest is only part of the problem. We have entire systems in this world now that are built on people not being honest. The whole COVID, the two, three years of COVID we did was based on a system that requires dishonesty. In other words, the system itself is normalizing the absence of truth. So listening to Dr. Fauci, did it break your software? <laughs> it showed that he was not doing this for money. He was doing it to create a legacy. And the people who have similar vocal prints are doing similar work. And Biden's vocal print is very similar to China's President Xi. 
They are doing the same work. They have the same motivation. So that should tell you who is behind what's going on with Biden. Here's a question for you. Have you done voice analysis on people who are well-known actors? And do you see a similarity between actors and politicians? Yes, absolutely. But um, unless actors are really good, they don't hide it as well as politicians. And that seems backwards, but that's what's going on. We have done many politicians from uh, local sheriff's people to the president. And that's all in that Biggest Liar book. They're all there. Tony Bobolinsky, who's behind the Hunter Biden expose, he brought in all this evidence that the FBI wouldn't look at. They, um, a radio show had us look at it. Bobolinsky is telling the truth. Tucker is lying. Tucker being Tucker Carlson? I'm sorry. Biden's kid. What, Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Hunter Biden okay. is the one that's lying. Tucker's telling the truth. We have looked at his stuff uh, over and over. He's telling the truth. But in the beginning, he was afraid because he was being threatened. And that's one of the reasons Ron Paul dropped out of the, was it 08 election? I think so. He was being threatened. They threatened his children. You know, we've done other episodes where we've demonstrated as an example, we did a recent show on the Beatles that proved a few things like they didn't write their own music, which isn't the biggest shocker, but Paul McCartney was swapped out. The original Paul McCartney was gone by 66. Do you feel like voice analysis would detect such a thing? Could you tell um, definitively if one individual is not the same person that's being presented as the same person later. In other words, there was supposedly, well, it's pretty definitively proved the original Paul McCartney left us in 66 and the replacement Paul or one of them is the one we see now. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that it, we have information now that is commonplace to have doubles for important public figures. Do you feel like your software would be able to determine that this person is not that person? I've never been asked about the Beatles. I have been asked about Biden, and there's a couple of times when Biden's voice didn't match what we looked at originally, and it came out in the news that he was blaming it on he had a head cold that his grandson had given him, and that's how they explained it away. Do you suspect there was a double? Was that the reason for looking? Yes. Apparently, this this is quite common, we're learning, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just a lot of shows and a lot of lawyers and people get in touch and say, can you tell the difference between this and this? They can't even do it with uh, looking at lie detectors. So they can't say 100%, but we can get a pretty good idea and show you the, um, the difference. The bottom layer of someone's voice is foundation. So that's where you can look at it. Is the foundation the same as the other person they're having you test? You know, it's interesting. I think there were, Jason, if I remember correctly, there was an Italian man who took voice recordings of the original Paul McCartney and demonstrated that it wasn't the same person. But again, lies were told that the music had been speeded up or slowed down or something like this. But uh, the reason I'm asking these questions is this could be a really damning tool for the common world that we're all used to, because the common world is basically normalizing lies. 
In other words, system systematically, lies are a part of what drives officialdom these days. And a tool like this could really undermine that. Well, I think our legal system would go down the tubes. I think there'd be a lot more divorces. I think politicians would get kicked out of office, but I'm willing to risk that. And that's why we're giving the program away to everybody. Well, I'll tell you what, people are going to be interested in this. There's going to be a lot of downloads coming the day we put this up. But the more I think, Jason, can you imagine people recording their spouse's voice to try to see if they've you know, been honest and just, I mean, the reach of this is mind blowing because when you get to a world where lying is systemic and part of how governance happens, then by proxy, a lot of human beings are going to learn by that example, I would imagine. Yes, but they're not doing anything about it. Lois Lerner, the IRS agent who went after the Tea Party, was lying all over herself. They didn't do a thing. They gave her a raise. They gave her a benefit package. So unless you do something about the lies, and that's what I'm trying to get to, identify the lies, confront them with it, and look at it. One of the best persons in Congress to look at a lie is Josh Hawley. He can spot them in a second, and he digs where they are telling the lie. Well, when you hear things like uh, what she was mentioning, usually that's somebody who knows where some bodies are buried, so they're just trying to shut her up. But I'm curious, how much information do you need from someone? Like to go back to the Paul McCartney example, it would be incredible to compare interviews from uh, pre-66 to post-66, if that's the way it would work, in, uh, even though the, the interviews were obviously of an older nature and had been recorded to analog tape. Could that be done? Could we actually do comparisons to see if this is indeed the same person and who's lying about what? We probably could. We'd need 30 seconds of his voice talking about different subjects. But I don't see uh, what the benefit would be of that. So the benefit for that would be in people's minds that already know this lie was told and have done research to realize the things they loved when they were growing up were not honest, then they would see this tool confirm it, and then it would put more faith in the tool, I would estimate. Well, also, to be fair, this conspiracy theory, if you want to call it that, about Paul McCartney has been around for decades. And let's just say that all the circumstantial evidence was wrong. It would be nice to stop saying horrible things about somebody that uh, aren't actually true, even though Crow and I both really look at it as like, yeah, I think this guy was replaced. Well, what we're giving away will give people the tools to find that solution. How about astronauts? Has anyone ever looked at them? Yes, I have a whole section in The Biggest Liars about the astronauts. And most <laughs> of them are telling the truth, that they did see uh, unidentified objects and they, they know a lot more than they're telling. You know, there was speculation about uh, the earliest astronaut crews that became such public household names that they were MK Ultra or hypnotized or something like that. People used to produce footage where when you're watching it, it feels like something's just not quite there. And I've always wondered about that. If someone was manipulated in a way like that, then they would probably believe that what they think happened is the truth. If they were, I don't know, mesmerized or hypnotized or basically what's called MK Ultra, 
where their minds had been messed with in some way. Do you have any experience with that? Not a lot. Just the UFO people. And there was a couple of people who claimed to be uh, captured from MK Ultra and used as sex slaves. They had us do some of that. But if people believe, then it'll show up in a fantasy area instead of foundation area. That's oh. why we use several different samples of people talking about different things. The comparison makes the difference. Wow. That, I mean, the power of what you're so, so regardless of a person actually believes that what they're saying is true and yet it's not, it doesn't matter. The, the, the voice analysis will still detect that under the, I guess, the moniker of fantasy. Yes. Looks like it. And we've done people who had split personalities and, and it shows in the vocal print. So there's a very odd press conference from 1969 when the first Apollo 11 moon landings were supposed to have taken place. And normally you'd expect if you just did this great, big, wonderful thing that you'd be thrilled and happy and all that. And the three of them, the three astronauts look like and act like and speak like someone just shot their dog. And, uh, it's just mind boggling. Like what is going on with these folks? Like, why are they not in a more positive light? Is there anything that might come up if we looked at something like that? I would like to look at something like that. It's intriguing, but I'd have to have several samples talking about different topics to be able to really ascertain whether this was all from a unified person. The last personality we looked at was this, um, that Emily person, the poor person of the Atlanta-based grand jury. And the other one was um, the Nina person. She's just scattered all over the place. You really can't tell much about her. And when you look at all the different prints, they look like totally different people. She's got very bizarre eyes. I almost wonder if she's a sociopath. Is a split personality a common thing? I've heard you bring it up a few times. Is, Is this more common than someone might suspect? Well, some people can split off their personality. There's two different ways. There's a horizontal split, and that means they totally are not connected, but nothing in their voice is connected either. It's just a bunch of little dots all over the place. And then there is a a vertical split, and that person knows they're lying, but they have disassociated with what's happening. Now, the first you mentioned there, is that the idea of somehow being the victim of a demon? You said totally unassociated. Is that the idea that's being expressed here? That somehow they've been invaded by another consciousness or something like that, like a parasite? Wow, what a good concept. Billy Milligan was the one that we did. Remember that book, Many Faces of Billy Milligan? Sure. He's from our town, so I had the opportunity to do a lot with his voice. But he's totally separated. The other personalities don't know about the original ones. That's what it's totally split and they don't know about each other. It's like having your brain segregated. But the more dangerous ones are the ones that can separate and disassociate, like politicians. When Schumer's standing up there saying, you know, I've seen evidence. Is he the one? I've seen evidence of this, and it was a total lie. And you could see in his voice it was a total lie. It was a split from reality. You know, I think it was 15, 20 years ago when before YouTube was so heavily censored, there was a lot of footage, mostly about young rap stars 
megastars, big stars being filmed where it just looks like they've been invaded by a mind parasite or something. They just kind of come unglued and disassociated. Is there any idea of that within what you've seen that somehow someone could have like, I don't know how to describe it, a demon, a mind parasite, an invading consciousness of some kind? In other words, something that's completely disassociated from the original. I've seen complete disassociations, but I have never put it together with some kind of invasion of a a zombie person or something. I I just didn't look for that. You know what I'm talking about, Jason? That that one the one girl comes to mind. You remember the clips that went around? The girl with the that flashes her big booty. I think she's still famous. Beyonce? Uh, no, I'm not very good at, at rap figures, but there are plenty of clips. Do you recall where they're just like they're melting down all of a sudden. I've seen Eminem, some of the biggest people. It just looks like all of a sudden their mind is not their own. The guy who bit the head off the bat, he had to be in some kind of altered state. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. But if we look at people who've been raped and they totally disassociate sort of as a matter of coping. But there are some people I have never been able to look at Jeffrey Dahmer's vocal print. I really would like to. But we have a, a few, probably less than 20 people who are really legally considered psychopaths. And there, there's clues, but I don't, I've never written anything definitive about it. You know, we've spent a lot of time here showing how some of the biggest events that have shaped the world were basically social engineering. In other words, the events didn't occur as you think they did. And when you start going down this road, the latest one that had come up, what was it? Was it Downard? No, it was, we were talking with Michael Hoffman and James Shelby Downard. I know you don't know who these people are, but people listening will get it. James Shelby Downard was fascinated with Kaczynski, Ted Kaczynski. And he was convinced that he'd been turned into a patsy, that he just basically everything had been laid off on him. So if you were doing analysis of a person who'd been arrested, um, would you be able to detect such a thing? In other words, they've been picked up, accused of a thing that they really didn't do, and they're being held for it, and they're going to be tried and convicted for it. Do you think you'd be able to recognize any of that situation for what it is? I think so. When we're looking at um, Epstein, that showed no suicidal tendencies whatsoever. But yet they say that's what happened. You can you can pre-gauge suicidal tendencies with these tools? Uh, if I have enough input data. But there's a lot going on. The biggest liars. Pelosi's lying about January 6th. Obama's lying about almost everything. And so is Hillary. And from those people, we're able to glean a lot of information of what a lie looks like. So I would... I would use that as a comparison, but I really like to see it. You know, the uh, the split personality thing or an invading consciousness of some kind, I think would be an interesting idea. Jason, you're going to have to help me out. Do you remember during the Obama campaign, there was a catchphrase like, yes, we can or something like that. But when you that was played a, it backwards, yep. it said basically, I love Satan or something like that. I remember that. And yes, if you play a person's sentence backwards and slow it down about 40%, And you can do that with a computer program 
Audacity. It's free online. Uh, you can tell what's going on. And I think that may be how some psychic ability is happening, that they're actually hearing stuff played backwards. David Oates, is that his last name? Oates, he wrote a book about reverse speech and ended up in jail because he played some of, I think it was Johnson's speeches backwards, and they thought he was a spy. So, yes, there's information in the voice backwards and forwards. You know, it's crazy when you think about something like someone of Obama's prominence who came out of nowhere, who the media just held him up. I can still remember the first time I ever saw him, never heard of him. And all of a sudden there's a promising new senator from, I think it was the state of Illinois. I don't even remember at this point, yep. but they said he might be the first time I'd ever heard him. He, he may be a presidential contender someday, but to get up to the point where you're doing your thank you speech because you just won the highest seat in the land, supposedly to get everyone to say, yes, we can, or we have hope or whatever the heck it was, but backwards, everyone is saying, I love Satan. That has to be planned out in advance. Don't you think, or do you think it's something else altogether, Sherry? I think there are people who are trying to manipulate the entire United States and world. And here's a really good example of Obama's lying. He was on the golf course. The parents of this kid had been beheaded. They came to the golf course. They set up a podium and he's there saying, oh, I'm I'm so involved and it hurts me so bad. It was all intellect. He didn't mean a word of it. I think that could probably be attributed to 90% of what he's ever said in front of a microphone, because looking back, we can see how much damage the man caused. And it also goes to show you when they put up, I'm just going to call him an actor because I, that's what I feel about all politicians. When they put up someone who appears to be very intelligent, watch out because people like George Bush, they were portrayed as idiots good old boy, guy you might want to drink a beer with, but Obama had this whole other thing. And of the damage done, it's incredible when we look back to see all the things that these actors were doing. And so to have a tool like you're talking about, um, it seems like that would have to catch on. But I'm wondering if someone has patented a thing you, you've invented and they come after you, say, say 800,000 people come and download this tool. And so the people who have patented get a bug in their rug and want to come after you. Do you think you can defend yourself just by dint of being having the person who invented it, even though they hold the patent? I invented this when I was a senior in college in interpersonal communication. I can prove that. And some of the, uh, yes, I can prove it. I can defend myself. But I was debating about uh, telling you something else about Soros and Obama. Soros believes that America is responsible for the world's ills and America should pay. Obama feels Americans should pay. And he's this guy behind reparations right now. That the Americans living right now should fix this problem of uh, this idea that slavery came over. It's a stupid idea. Think about this. Your father is in jail for murdering somebody. He dies and they come after you to finish his sentence. Now that's what they're, they're trying to do with reparations. Yes, slavery was horrid, 
It's a Tavistockian. I just watched people break this down. It's a Tavistock. It's a social programming tool to create small enclaves of victimhood. And then other people, larger enclaves of people who are saying exactly what you're saying. This, this is completely patently ridiculous. It's a social engineering tool and it's meant to keep society on level. But Sherry, we're at 50 minutes. We're going to wrap up hour one. Then we're going to take a 10 minute break. We can use the restroom or grab a coffee and we're going to come back. And I'd start like to get into the medical applications a little more. Would you like to, this is hour one. So it goes out to a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Would you like to provide any contact information or a website, or would you just like us to do it with links? Well, Sound Health Portal is an online workstation for the public to have this done for themselves free. And if they want to learn to do it, they can go to Sound Health Options and learn to do this for free. I think we're being totally gaslit. And I think this is our an option that we can save ourselves. Isn't it interesting that Jason and I just completed a show trying to demonstrate that according to very old cycles of times and their reckoning, we would be entering an ascending energy age and we meet people like Sherry who are bringing tools like this. Basically, at a period of time where literally the governing systems are not only fashioned on lies, but using lies to operate. The normalization of the absence of truth is where we have finally kind of reached here. So tools like this, I mean, it's astonishing to think what might happen here, but I keep coming back to the people who went and, t- and tried to patent what, what you developed. I wonder how long they'll be quiet when people start to take an interest. With that, I'm going to bring hour one of episode 489 to a close with Jason Lindgren and Sherry Edwards. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and we're going to start to talk about the medical information that can be derived in the same way, the truth-based information that we just covered. It's really quite fascinating and it's near and dear to my heart. At the base of everything in this world that I think will take us further is the idea of energy and cymatics, electricity being the energy. Hour one for episode 489 is free to everybody at crow777radio.com. That is C-R-R ow777radio.com. Members know to log in for the full episode and they also get free access to the movie Shoot the Moon. When this goes live, we will have all the links necessary to find the website to do the free download. And that will be in the first comment under the logged in version. With that, I'd like to wish everybody out there sincerely a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers.
belief is the enemy of knowing.